one today yeah i mean it beautifully <laughs> it's just that quarantine air horn just you, it, it was a, there was a, a dovetailing and a crescendo mm-hmm. and it felt right it sounded right it's right on time hey look at this look at that hair <laughs> does that That's go with it called hat head oh okay yeah i mean i'm i have hat head too i'm sure yeah is that I'm just, I'm from the uh, castle that you're living in? Since there's a castle I mean, behind you. This castle behind me here. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to renovate this castle <laughs> during quarantine. It's a lot of work. A lot of work. Uh, actually, I am doing a bunch of work uh, on the house. Um, painting and just all kinds of stuff. So... Today, I had to uh, go to uh, uh, Costco. Have you been making many Costco runs? I did go last week, which was... Um, Costco like? I feel like I'm in 1979. <laughs> Wait, you keep cutting out. You feel like you're in 1979 what? Soviet Union. <laughs> I mean, it's that bad. There's a, there's a woman on a loudspeaker. I feel like I'm in a gulag. There's... <laughs> A woman on a loudspeaker going, according to the CDC, you must maintain six feet of separation. You must have a mask on. You will obey the rules. You will stand in line until instructed to go inside the building. I was like, Jesus. So I'm standing there. And, you know, of course, there's a bunch of people in line that are being way too melodramatic. Mm-hmm. You know, like I got five feet instead of six and they jump back like I had tased them. Or something. I was like, calm the fuck down. You're starting to upset me. Uh, it just, everybody lost their mind. And the, the scary thing was the line went all the way around the Costco. Uh. And I saw it. I was like, these are like the old Russian bread lines. Like, this is yeah. this is crazy. This is America, Jack. We don't tolerate <laughs> bullshit. I need to go get my warehouse packaged toilet paper and get the F out. Why do I got to wait in line? Yeah. I get my... I want to get my 200 rolls of toilet paper, <laughs> a 25-pound bag of Doritos. Now, get out of my way. You know Kyle Dunnigan, uh, comedian Kyle Dunnigan, he, he had that joke about Costco, about how he thought, he thinks it's just a where like a guy that owned a warehouse that got tired of shipping. And he was just like, sick of shipping, make them shop here. <laughs> but everything's like in huge bulk. Make them buy the whole thing. I don't care. I'm sick of shipping. But what about bags? Screw the bags. Just make them carry it out. Whatever boxes we can find. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's so good. So funny. And I remember like two or three years ago, maybe it was five years ago. I lost track of time. Anyway, I, I took like, all I needed was one ketchup. So I took it out <laughs> and I took it up there and they go, this is not, it's supposed to be part of a, a six pack or whatever. And I was like, 
yeah, but I don't need six fucking ketchups. I need, I just need the ketchup. And they were like, oh, no, that's not how you can't just buy a single. I was like, ah, oh, for the love of God. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, I know. I, I feel like when I go to Costco, I end up having to go to the grocery store right after because I need ingredients. Like I go to Costco for the base. But I need yeah. like actual, you know, like I need jalapenos, but I don't need 80 cans of them. <laughs> totally. You're, 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 I think you're, I think we're all, all Americans are in this boat. And this is not a tragedy. It's just an inconvenience. But uh, I'm with you. Like if I'm making taco salad, uh, I need very specific mix. I need the McCormick's taco salad mix or, right. the, you know, that's what I need. That's how I like them. <laughs> See? Yeah. They don't, you know, you have to go very specific. You have to go grocery store to get the, there's the macro and the, and the micro. The other thing is, uh, they, it's not consistent. Like they don't have the same stuff all the time. Like, uh, I went to go get pellets for the grill, the Traeger grill, and they don't have them this week. Like, they're just like, it's not that they're not in stock. They're just like, no, we just didn't order those this month or whatever. And I'm like, I absolutely hear you on that. There's a couple things that are pretty consistent, but if you see something, you're like, Hey, this wasn't here before buy it right then and there, because it probably won't be back for months. If- and you can't, yeah, you can't assume because you're already buying in bulk. You can't buy in bulk of the bulk. Like I can't buy three containers of pellets, like worrying that they're not going to be there, you know, for the rest of the year. I just have to have faith in Costco that they're going to be there next time. And Costco, like, they have, like, 35 cans of Coke, obviously at a good price. Now, do I need 35 cans of Coke? No, I don't. And, by the way, then I go over to Ralph's and I get the 8-ounce. Have you seen the 8-ounce cans of Coke? Yeah, the little. It's perfect. I don't need the big, I don't need the big Bertha because I, I usually just have two or three sips anyway. I just, I, I can't tell you what Coke is. The 8-ounce Cokes are, like, the best thing on earth. I love them. Oh, I thought you meant like you're just using them as mixers, so you don't want to waste a whole can if you're just having a couple drinks. <laughs> no, if I was mixing it with some Jack Daniels, first of all, my dad would never forgive me for ruining Jack Daniels by putting a Coke with it. But <laughs> if, if I did mix them, which I do like a good Jack and Coke, uh, I'd go through a lot of big cans of Coke. <laughs> I like to drink. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I get it. I feel like I've been drinking so much more during this quarantine. There's a, there was an article about that today. There was an yeah. article about that. Uh, the the uh, alcohol consumption in this country is up like 26% or something crazy like that. <laughs> you know, if you volume that out, I mean, that's, that's millions of dollars worth of more alcohol. You know, well, when you don't have to be at work the next day, you know what I mean? Like if, 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 if having a hangover isn't a bad thing because you're not going into work, you can sleep in, you can work, like, even if you're working from home, like, you know, there's no real repercussions. So it's like, you know, it just seems inevitable that like, that's what more people are going to be doing. <laughs> Did you see this thing Gary just posted? <laughs> oh, I hope this is on our Facebook uh, page. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it will be. Oh, I, this is something a friend. This is something a friend sent to me earlier, uh, earlier in the week, and I thought it was very appropriate for your convo. Oh my god, that's really funny. That's part. Put the, uh, Gary will put that on the Facebook page, but that is hilarious. 
That is yeah. golden. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think drinking during quarantine is absolutely fine. I, I, I'm now, because I'm home more than I've ever been, maybe maybe in my entire adult life. I'm not kidding. Yeah. This is probably the longest stretch that I've just been home in my adult life. Yeah. Uh, without traveling, without getting on a plane, without, you know, whatever. Um, and I do. I find myself every night just as I shut down the day, I'm I'm having a beer. I'm having a Guinness or I'm, I'm uh, you know, maybe – uh, uh, maybe a mixed drink, but I'm, I'm having, I'm, I'm capping the night with some. Got to. It's Got to. Yeah, I know. I've had a bit of a, a, a toothache. Um, there's some, so I, I'm, I'm seeing the dentist tomorrow cause he's going to see a couple patients that have emergencies this week or something, but like the whole left side of the inside of my mouth is crazy swollen so I can really only, I, chewing is really hard because even if I just chew on one side, it's so swollen that my teeth still hit the other side. Yeah. So it's been pretty fun, but liquids, you know, don't hurt as bad. What do you think it is? I have no idea either. He thinks that either the crown on my tooth is a, is about to pop or something, or there's something underneath my gum like a piece of popcorn or something, and it's infected. Oh. So <laughs> he put me on antibiotics two days ago, and then uh, I'm seeing him tomorrow. So I'll find out tomorrow. But, yeah, it's been pretty painful. So mostly liquids for me over here. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's mouth, mouth and teeth pain is the worst. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I'm like – just drinking, I, we were drinking a lot of juices. I just was like, well, I'll just do a juice cleanse since I can't drink, you know, really chew anything anyway. And then that gives you a headache because you're not used to missing out on all those, you know, carbs or whatever. And so then, you know, I, but I already had a headache. So, uh, you know, anyway, can't complain. I'm not complaining. I'm just. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I want, I want an honest self-assessment. Are you cranky as shit right now? Am I cranky? No, I'm actually really not that cranky. With a mouthache and no food and juice, <laughs> you got to be furious. Well, I, I, I ate some today. I, I only did the juice cleanse on Monday and Tuesday. And then today, you know, I, 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 I had to have some protein today. So I'd be shooting my shotgun into the air. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I ate soft things like oatmeal and stuff like that because I was just like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. So hopefully it'll all get taken care of tomorrow, but I had to send him pictures of the inside of my mouth, which is way harder to do than you would think. Well, especially if it's tender and sore, you don't want to pull, you know, you don't want to touch it a whole lot. It's also the very, very back. So like trying to get your phone to take a picture in there and then you're like, well, I have to shine a light on it. So I'm like holding my phone and a flashlight. <laughs> Next time you do that, you got you got to let somebody film you. You got to get part uh, of film you doing it because that would really make me happy to see. That. Oh, the great! Hot. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Well, anything to make you happy. You're the best. Thank you. So much. <laughs> Did you? Uh, a lot of times when you have a pain like here, uh, if you get slapped or punched over here, it takes <laughs> your mind off of this. Okay. Which so I would, I'm, I'm just saying, put that out there. If or I feel hard to see leg, people. What was that? Well, you get kicked in the leg or something. Take the, mm-hmm. 
Jerry knows what I'm talking about. You sound like a real parent right now. My arm hurts. Do you want, should we cut it off? Should we cut it off? You're like, no. That is a a total parent comment. Uh, I guess we better cut it off. I guess let me call the doctor. We're going to cut off. (laughs) Thanks for the help. It reminds me of like that some this like a uh, mom was like telling me this story about like how like her daughter like wanted a little sister so bad like so bad she just like cried forever like wanted a little sister and you know she ended up having another baby and she had a little girl and then like you know or no no I'm sorry one time they were fighting and then she was like I'll take you know I'll take the baby to the orphanage right now you know. If, if you don't want your sister here, I will take her right now. You are important. And then she's like, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I want my sister. And so then anytime that they would fight in the future, she was like, you had your chance. You, know? <laughs> you had your chance. You made your choice. <laughs> my, my sister tried to do that with, with her daughter one time. We were down at the Lake of the Ozarks and her daughter was having a fit because they left a stuffed animal back in Kansas City, right? And so she couldn't sleep without Fluffy Bunny or whatever it was. I don't even know. And so, you know, this this went on for a long time. Oh, tears, 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 you know, you know drama. And then the, uh, my sister said, well, I guess we'll just have to get everybody dressed and get back in the car. It's you know, it's a three-hour drive back to Kansas City. We'll go back there. We'll and we'll spend the night there. We won't be able to be here at the leg. You know. And <laughs> my my niece goes, okay, like just call the bluff. Like, didn't even that just wasn't even a consideration. It was like absolutely, we're going to do that. Uh, okay, you know, whatever yeah. we have to do, <laughs> whatever it takes. So that I can sleep. Never, never give a kid that kind of ultimatum. They're going to call you out every time. Oh, my God. I better start remembering all this. Oh, my God. So funny. Yes. yes. So funny. So well, this how- is, uh, another fun week in quarantine. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, it's action-packed. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. every week that ticks off, every week that ticks off, the novelty wears off. And the the fear, which is the worst thing that we can have as a society, the fear starts to reinforce, and that like that's we've got to break this. We've got to break this chain um, before people start to really freak, and before there's too much economic damage. Um, you know, some we got to get back to work. We just have to put on masks and gloves and go back to work and stay six feet away. But you got to open some things up for crying out loud. Yeah, some things have to get opened up. I, like I said, I don't understand golf courses. That's like certain things like that, like golf courses, tennis courts, you know, even, I don't know, I don't know about the beach. I'd have to under, I'd have to understand how far apart, you know. I mean, it's not like you really hang out with people that's that a, close. You're supposed to be six feet away. All right. So, uh, um my kids were down on the beach and they were walking and there's people out there with bullhorns. You know, this is another thing. This is why it feels like some sort of gulag. And they're like, you can keep walking. You cannot stop on the beach. You cannot enjoy the beach, but you can move along the beach so long as you don't stop. 
and they're yelling in their bullhorns and people are like, God, it was just obnoxious. I guess I wasn't mm-hmm. down there, but you know, it's like if the, if you maintain six feet of distance, same thing with golf, you're not, you're not, you're not giving each other piggyback rides. You're, you're, right. you're six feet apart. It's not a problem. Everybody's six feet apart. It, yeah. I don't understand gyms. I understand. That's why it's weird. Like in Georgia, when they were like, we're going to open up gyms and bowling alleys. And I was like, what? Yeah, like gyms, but, it's literally sweat transfer. It's not like people really wipe down equipment ever. Right. But they're going to have to open all this stuff eventually. It's going to have to happen. And and so, you know, whatever the new norm is, if that means, you know, you leave spray bottles by every piece of equipment and you give it a spray down, do it. Whatever it takes. Yeah. All this stuff, you know, we're going to get back to normal. We're going to have to get back to normal. And when that day comes, when, whenever it is, and I hope it's sooner rather than later, like yeah. people are get over their fear. Like, you know, today when the, the rule at Costco was, you know, six feet of separation. I mean, these, these people were freaking out if you came within, uh, you know, four feet of them. And I'm like, it's, you're going to live. You're going to be fine. You know? <laughs> we all have on masks. We all have on gloves. I'm really starting to wonder if this is a, a specific thing to like where we happen to live in the country, because I'm aware and seeing a lot of what you guys are talking about. But I was just at the Costco. I live slightly south of you guys down in Orange County, and it's a lot looser down here. There was no announcement. There was no line. There was no I mean, I frankly would have liked a little bit more social distancing out of Costco. Most places down here, people are being worried about it. But at Costco, it was kind of like the Wild West. A lot of people without masks, people not respecting the six feet. Really? And they just voted down here today to open all the parks, all the uh, all the golf courses. The beaches have never closed, and they, in fact, just voted down the idea of closing the beaches yesterday. Yeah, you know, I hate this. I don't even want to go there, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to go there. But it feels like somehow this this virus, which is a universal thing and affects every human, or I mean, it, it has the potential to somehow has been politicized and turned into a political football as are all things these days, but it yeah. feels like everything's kind of being split down party lines or, you know, whatever, if you're in a red state, it's, it's open doors. And if it's, if you're in a blue state, it's stay locked up forever. So it's, it, I hate it, but it does feel like this thing's falling onto political lines and it shouldn't be like that. It just shouldn't be. No, no, I just, um, Yeah. I just hope that like everything, the only thing that I really worry about is overloading the hospitals. You know what I mean? Like I'm not afraid of getting sick myself and I know that I'll be careful. It's just trusting other people. That's the hard part because we on this show talk about turd awards all the time. And there are a lot of turds out there that don't care about other human beings. So it's the only thing that worries me sometimes. And I just don't understand why I can't go see my family. I lost you. Uh-oh. You're totally froze, and then I lost everything you said. But I assumed, I assumed you said that you're going to stop going to Disneyland and licking the handrails. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, don't want to – don't cage me up. Yeah, don't, 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 don't step on my freedom. If I want to lick handrails, man's going to lick handrails. Yeah. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is, this is America, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't see anything in the Constitution that says I can't lick a handrail. 
Yeah, life, liberty, and the pursuit of the happiest place on earth. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I want to lick it up and down. Yeah, yeah. I thought the quarantine was actually, uh, I had a kind of a fun week because the draft happened. Yes. Did you watch the draft at all? I did not. Uh, but what? what I did do, I didn't. I've, I've been running around doing a bunch of chores and, and, uh, <laughs> and things like that. So I didn't watch much of it. But I did, you know, check in on my phone like all of the world does for anything these days. I checked in on my phone uh, for Chiefs uh, highlights. I just want to know who the Chiefs drafted. I could care less about every other team. So I was like, who did the Chiefs get? And I liked, I liked what we did because we were the last to pick. So, you know, we were like 32nd and then we didn't pick again until like way into the 60s. And then, so we were, you know, I was, but the, the guys, we got a great running back. We got a great linebacker. We got a great offensive tackle in our first three picks. Didn't and you I was like, Edward Tolaire, the running back from LSU? The running back, yes, yes. Yeah, because I thought you guys were going to take DeAndre Swift and I was hoping that him and Nicole Hardman would be on the same team because DeAndre plays for Georgia. You know, Nicole played for Georgia. They played together. And uh, Nicole, like, tweeted about it after, you know, it was just like they really missed out. You know what I mean? Not, you know, and, like, I think that's, like, a bit of the LSU-Georgia rivalry coming about at the same time. So people were like, oh, you don't like your new teammate. And he was like, no, no, I'm just saying, like, this guy's my friend and like, he's like a big deal. And like the fact that he wasn't the first big running back taken, I think, you know, he was more shocked about that. Yeah. So, well, I think uh, it's like summer camp. If you find out your buddies in your same cabin, you're loving it. Yeah. That's all. He, wanted his, he wanted his buddy with him. I get it. But um, yeah. Andy Reed loves small running backs with big linemen for screen plays and, mm-hmm. and uh, off tackle running. Um, so he, it doesn't surprise me at all that he got a quick little back, um, at all. And our receiving core of the chiefs are, is top notch. It's, it's, it's head and shoulders above most teams. So our receiving core is right where it should be. And, and Daniel Williams needs some help. So, uh, just, you know, the extra set of legs and, and screen backs. And so I, I, I like what, I like what Reed does. And by the way, it's Andy Reed. If, if he, want, he can draft whoever he wants. If he thinks that's what he needs, God bless him. He's earned it. He can do whatever he wants. Wow. Well, that, I mean, good for you. Like, the Falcons had, like, the, the least sexy draft. They never have a sexy draft. Like, they never draft anybody. It's always just, like, some random tackle. We did, we we went corner, you know, I think we went corner, corner, and um, – and it was good. You know, I, I, I think the guys we got were good, but we just like, I thought we were going to trade up. I thought we were going to make some more moves. And uh, we ended up getting two guys that I'd never heard of, but I watched their tape and they look good. So we'll see what happens. But like, I have to say like the Packers had the craziest one. I think that's what everybody's talking about. Cause the Packers, did you hear about that? Didn't they, didn't they, they basically draft, Aaron Rodgers replacement. <laughs> they traded up to get his replacement. So like wow. Brett Favre was on Rich Eisen today and he was saying, you know, like Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to play somewhere else. Like he's not going to end his career in green Bay. And he's like, and I wouldn't. I and 
it was crazy. Like I was listening to it and I was like, this is going to go viral. This is going to like help their show so much. Uh, but you know, when he, when Aaron Rodgers got drafted, you know, and Brett Favre was like, all right, this guy's obviously my replacement. They didn't trade up to get Aaron Rodgers. He fell to them. Wow. You know, Aaron Rodgers was a top quarterback that like fell to the Packers. And then they were like, well, we can't miss out on this chance. Yeah. You know, whereas Jordan Love wasn't even expected to go in the first round in the first place. And they traded up to get him. And then they went wide receiver. It's like, it was like they were building a whole new offense. It was like, it was like watching, the same you know, the show Survivor. Do you ever watch Survivor? Sometimes in Survivor, they get split up when it's like down to like the last eight or nine people and they get split up in a challenge that's for a reward. And then on that reward, if you win, you get to bring like certain people with you. And then that's how you know where people stand. You're like, oh, shit, I thought we were friends. I thought he was taking me to the end. Clearly he's taking these people. Now I know where I stand. And that's how it felt. It felt like, Oh my God. Like if I'm Aaron Rodgers watching this, I'm like, okay, now I know where I stand. Like you're rebuilding an offense without me with a guy that can run. Yeah. I I'm puzzled by this. I am puzzled by this because it felt like the, the green Bay Packers coach was handpicked by Rodgers. You yeah, know, just exactly. last year, he, he was he he was picked by Rogers to come in, and and they they had a great it was what what Rogers wanted, and they and they went all the way to the NFC Championship game, I think I don't know, but they they uh, they had a deep run in the playoffs, and it was because you know they got this team chemistry and everything. So it seems weird that the the coach that uh, Rogers lobbied for quite literally one year after they're together, he's like, all right, and now I'm going to start stacking the deck for when you leave. We have an interesting, <laughs> we have an interesting quote on our rundown, actually, from a, a, a veteran reporter who's covered the Packers for like 40 years. He says, uh, quote, public niceties aside, in my sense, Coach LaFleur, fresh from a terrific 13-3 and baptismal season, simply had enough of Aaron Rodgers' act and wanted to change the narrative. With first-round talent on the roster, the Packers would gain leverage with their imperial quarterback and his passive-aggressive style. If the Packers do indeed want to become a running team next season, they surely wouldn't want Rodgers rocking the boat and becoming even more difficult to coach. Oh, so they're using it as a as a bargaining tactic with to get Aaron Rodgers to uh, like listen to the coach basically Trish, that's what this guy says yeah whoa I mean that makes total sense like if you have a quarterback that's not listening to you even though that quarterback basically probably hired you so that you would just do what he said it was like when the guy who was the guy that was like the Cleveland Cavaliers coach with LeBron and everyone was like you know he's like yeah yeah you go play you know, yeah. So I don't know. It's a very weird. It's definitely a perspective. It you know, logic wise, you know, I guess it, you could say sure. I mean, it, it does. It does give the coach more leverage so that he's not uh, beholden to every utterance that that you know Rogers makes. Um, but it does seem it just. I don't know. See, it all seems counterproductive. If you have to go to that much effort to ensure good communication and teamwork, that's a problem. 
I mean, I feel like it's kind of, it's more of an Aaron Rodgers problem than it is anybody else. Like clearly he's an issue. Am I the only one who's super interested by everyone online speculating that he goes to the Patriots? <laughs> this year? Not, just- not, I mean, just in general, everyone's the, there's a popular meme kind of going around of like, well, we all know that he teams up with Belichick and they go after, you know, whoever and start I mean, a new that dynasty. that sounds like an evil empire. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, I don't like, I've never really been an Aaron Rodgers fan, so it makes sense that he would go to another team that I don't like. <laughs> is this all about Super Bowl 51 or is it you know, deeper than that? Honestly, I don't even dislike the. the I, I've never. It's been. I think it was 50. No, it no, 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 51. 51. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Houston. Um, I. It's not even the Patriots that I hate. It's it's Tom Brady. That's who I'm. I'm, I'm just like. I just don't like. I just don't like him. So like now that he's not there, they don't even bother me as much. Like I don't even care. Like I think Belichick is like this wizard who's incredible. And I hope, I hope he wins without Brady just to prove to Brady that it was him. He's the evil genius. Did Rob, I know you didn't watch the draft, but there was a pretty great moment that went a little viral where they cut to Belichick and it was his dog, Nike (laughs) sitting in the chair. Was he was he was he uh, trolling the media or what was he doing? According, I think he. Yeah, yeah, I think it was staged. But his wife claims that they just left a few dog treats on the table, and it was coincidence. But I don't necessarily buy that. I don't think that Bill Belichick does things by accident. That is funny, though. I I do appreciate if that was if that was a, a intentional move. I I dig it. I mean, everybody's war room looks so different. It was so fun to see, like, the way everybody's little setup. You know, it's like, like I said, like, this is why I think hard knocks could be cool. Because you're like, oh, my God, look at this person's house. You know, look where this person does their work. Like, now I know where Thomas Dimitrov of the Falcons, like, what he looks like in his office. Like, I don't know. Like, it just gives you this image that's, like, fun to think about and play with. Like, like my castle, like my castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you and your castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just quarantining in an 80-bedroom place. Like that makes sense. Your castle uh, looks a lot like Cliff Kingsbury's ridiculous <laughs> mansion. I mean, he he was one of the most publicized ones. But uh, I, I will say I didn't get a lot of it, but I appreciated that Vrabel was going for the funny. He was doing a bunch of stuff in the background of his. I didn't really follow, but I like that he was trying, I guess. Vrabel had a big buck hunter video game in the background. And that made me so freaking happy. <laughs> I was like, of course you coach for the Titans. Like there's nothing more in Nashville than. I think big I saw buck. a picture of the Vrabel thing and, and, you know, like he was flanked by, his, I don't know, his boy, his sons or something. But if you zoomed in or looked in the reflection or something, someone was taking a dump, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's you, right, Rob? It looks like you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Fine. You're not supposed to be traveling during quarantine, just so you know, even to take a dump. <laughs> I did. I, I I took a I took a plane from my Scottish castle over to his place in Nashville and took a hot deuce and came back. <laughs> was it worth it? Yeah, totally worth it. <laughs> You really can't see it. It stays, doesn't it? It's only if I break it. Huh. All right. What? The castle? 
Yeah, I, I didn't know if you could see see what's behind me. I can see your castle. Hmm. No, no, yeah, the castle. But like, see how every now and then you, you break it, mm-hmm. and it disappears. So I could reach back here and grab the bottle <laughs> of liquor that's behind me. You can just remove the background and then you can see what really is behind you if you'd prefer. No way. This is great content. No way. I have to show people what's really behind me. Facebook.com slash Riggles Picks Podcast for all of our audio listeners who are screaming at their car right now. Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, take a look at some, uh, let's take a look at some stuff and, and talk about what's going on out there because uh, pe- people want to know. I mean, we yeah, got people do. Yeah, they want to know. Well, I I wanted to ask a sports question real fast before we get to some turd awards and maybe even some listener questions. Sarah, you're kind of the resident baseball enthusiast around here. Um, did you see this plan they're discussing where they're yeah. going to? So, as a baseball fan, and seems like most baseball fans, less so you maybe, but hardcore baseball fans are total purists. What is? How do people feel about this proposed? three league setup and all, you know, well, I mean, just so everybody knows what they're planning on is dividing all of baseball into three divisions with 10 teams. And, uh, you know, each of those teams play, uh, so many, uh, games and then you go from the, to the playoffs from there and there's no, American League or National League, I think rules, right? Like um, correct, and so the there'll be uh, East, West, and Central, and for the regular season, you would only play within your own division. You would there would be no crossover. So for regular season play, okay. East would only play East, and so on and so forth. Yeah, um, I mean, I thought it was cool. I mean, I thought I think it's cool that like the Dodgers and the Astros are in the same division, the Yankees and the Mets are in the same division, and I think it. It kind of create it could create new rivalries. Uh, I like that there's ten teams. I think if there's a speeded up version of baseball, no one's going to be upset. <laughs> uh, hundred regular season think, games. They're saying what? One hundred regular season games is what they're saying for this abbreviated. Yeah, and then they're saying postseason in November, December, or something like that. And uh, I mean, to me, I think whatever brings baseball back is fine. You know, whatever it takes. I know the Royals and the Braves would be in the same division, so that would be great for me and Rob. Yes, because you're about to get <laughs> royal beatdown is what you're about to get. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sure. Actually, good luck with Braves, that. The Braves are really good right now, so I got to watch my, my – They are record. really good still, but uh, we played Kansas City like three times last year and you guys beat us every time. And I was like, they're not even good. Like, how are we losing? You know, it's just something with like that, the American league rules that always fucked with their heads. So frustrating. And it maybe it was just Ned Yost knowing what to do. Yeah. And Ned's gone now. I know, but he used to coach the Braves. And so I felt like he just kind of like had some sort of inside track or something. He did. He know. He stole your signs. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, Heard some bongos yeah, in the back. I'm with you though, I'm with you. I think. Uh, I think baseball. You know, keep it going. I keep it going. Put an asterisk by the season so everybody knows it was the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, allow individual stats to be retained because that doesn't change. You know, you get a home run in a game; it's still a home run in a game. You know, like all oh, that's good. 
um, mm-hmm. for the overall career. But yeah, I mean, just put an asterisk by it and say it was a, a truncated special year with, with special deals. And, but yeah, I see your point, but to play, you know, if you're trying to play a baseball game in November or December in Kansas city, cause we yeah. will do a series. It's forget it, man. Or Chicago or, that's stupid. Like they're going to have to go to a dome or something. It's just they're probably right. going to have to go to a neutral site like Arizona or some place like that. You know, like I mean, depending on where they go. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't think it would be fun to watch baseball. I mean, it could be kind of fun to watch. You know, could you imagine? You know, like watching so miserable. Oh, oh, I think it'd be hilarious to see the Red Sox have to play in December. <laughs> Just like the green monster, just like covered in ice, and all those Boston cronies out there yeah, drinking cold beer still. Oh, uh, this ain't this ain't cold. You think this is fucking cold? This ain't fucking cold. Remember back in '83? You remember? Oh, I remember. <laughs> oh, I remember. That was that was freaking cold. That was cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Every time I blew my nose, it got stuck. It just froze inside of there. Oh, Wick is uh, fucking cold. Really hard to do coke that year because my nostrils was always frozen. So, yeah, I remember 83. Yeah, I was in middle school. It was tough. (laughs) You know how much I like coke. Yeah, especially in middle school. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. And that's our version of Boston Red Sox fan. Yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be a good thing. Uh, it is interesting though to talk about like play it, play it. If it is, let's say it's the Yankees and just for argument's sake, the Brewers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, those are cold weather's cold weather stations in November December. So it would be interesting if they would be up for going to a, you know, playing the whole series in a in. Arizona or Los Angeles or someplace where, or Florida somewhere where it was super warm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Cause, I mean, I think they're saying that these uh, three divisions would be Florida, Texas, and California, right, Gary, or Arizona? I The story that I read said that these, they would all be played in the actual stadiums of the teams and that the teams would be traveling. So I don't know. I mean, I, there's, I'm sure, a lot of different reports out there. Oh, I didn't realize they'd be traveling. I don't really like that. I thought they were all just going to be, you know, in one location. I think that the the idea of the new divisions is how they're trying to limit travel so that it's not as as far. But it seems like they're they want to use the stadiums of the team so that there is a home field advantage still. And oh, stuff like I that. see. Sans with just without fans. Okay. All right. I mean, fine. Whatever people want to do. I mean, whatever gets baseball back on TV. That's fine with me. Well, we need something. Um, I need, yeah, I need some entertainment. Uh, oh, <laughs> um, but everybody's in luck. You're America, you're welcome. Holy moly, season two coming out May 21st. That's some hot golf action to the max. I mean, that is standby. You want a little wipeout? You want a little survivor? You want a little miniature golf? 
It's it's hot and furious, and it's coming at you sideways, feet first, fool. How do I get on that show? That show looks so fun. Seriously. I, I, come on. You guys have already built my character on this show. How, how <laughs> am I not a contestant on that show? In I, Come on. Gary, if Holy Moly involved, if, it, if you did... If you had the bowling equivalent of Holy Moly, that would be Gary in the nutshell. <laughs> Gary, you would be a prime, prime player on that. I would love to. You know, I, I actually thought about like, I wonder, because I approached um, ABC and said, hey, listen, I do these charity events for veterans and for Children's Mercy. Is there any way I could, you know, auction off, a, a, you know, being a contestant or whatever? And since it's a, a a game, you know, since it's a, a there's cash prizes and stuff, the, the the legality around it is off the charts. Like you can't you can't auction off. Everything has to be there's a certain procedure for contestants to get on. And I've I've found out through the legal team what a nightmare that is. So so sorry, I would hook you up, Gary. Sarah, I'd put you guys on the show in, in a heartbeat. I appreciate it. Mainly, I... To watch, mainly to watch you get knocked into the water by the windmill, but whatever. Got it. Ain't nobody touching the water over here. I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I'm going to cruise right through. <laughs> you would cruise be, right through. You would be wet. Yeah, you'd be soaked before you even started. You would, on the way up to start it, you would trip and fall into the water. Yeah. Nope. That's what's, <laughs> That's what's up. Oh, I had to tie my shoes? Damn it. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, so at least you got, at least you got that coming, America. Uh, <laughs> yeah. May twenty first, it starts, and it's it's hot and furious. Global of course, uh, reruns of uh, Riggle's uh, uh, Global Investigator, uh, Rob Riggle Global Investigator, mm-hmm. Discovery Channel. Uh, usually, it's on Thursday nights, so feel free to check that out. That's that's just hot quarantine action right there, too. They're also streaming anytime on the uh, Discovery app, I've noticed. If you, uh, oh, yeah, Discovery Go. If you go to Discovery Go, you can catch up on all the episodes. It's good stuff. I mean, that's, that's almost too much sexy. That should come with a warning. Yeah. But whatever. Do you guys see that the uh, – this is a – I thought maybe could be a Turtle Award nomination. No one sent this in. It's just one I found. But the governor of Kentucky did a uh, news conference uh, screaming about all the people who had – illegally uh, filed for unemployment trying to game the system. And he specifically cited someone who applied named Tupac Shakur. And he was just up in arms that somebody would use the name of a dead rapper. And then he had to call and apologize to the gentleman in Kentucky named Tupac Shakur, who was a real person. Oh, no way. Yeah. The guy really is named Tupac Shakur. Sure is. So there's two Tupacs. Oh, or maybe this gentleman was named after him. You might... Oh, God, I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm just saying. It might be three. Three Pac Shakur. That's his son. Tells is two Pac Shakur. I think one Pac Shakur was his father, and then two Pac was his son. <laughs> Trey Pac. I go usually with Trey Pac. <laughs> That's like wow. from eight mile. One Pac, two Pac, three, two Pac, three Pac. Well, I didn't know the uh, governor did that, and I'm sure that that's probably not his best day. But I do appreciate him uh, trying to call people out for gaming the system. We're we're in a crisis, and of course, people are trying to steal right now. Like that's just dumb. Just it's just so low character. I hate that. Yeah, it's gross. At least the Lakers gave their money back. 
The Lakers got 4.6 million from the small business loan bailout, yeah. and they gave it back. Are we so, really are we really giving them awards for that though? Because they don't just like randomly dole this money out. So, well, no, I'm just saying that the 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 Lakers were. What I'm saying is like everyone's paying like oh thank god they gave it back and it's like no no, no. somebody was like yeah, hey somebody why did you guys for get 4.6 million dollars from the government and then they get were guilted into giving it back right i'm a lakers fan but i'm a lakers fan but then getting that money in the first place means there was some shadiness going on in that organization well i think well, just not like necessarily, not necessarily because you know you, you gotta it's, it's easy to assume some things but you know you don't want to assume anything quite yet because you never know. Like they have a massive payroll, right? And a lot of this, a lot of that aid is is to help with the payroll, not necessarily of the players or anything, but of the concessions stand workers, maybe, yeah. you know, yeah. or you yeah. know, um, uh, parking attendants. You know, there's all kinds of true. I mean, think how many people are involved in trying to put on a basketball game. It's not just the players. Uh, it could be the the arena staff. It could be a lot of support administrative staff for the, for the organization. So, you know, I, I can understand why they qualified, you know, I'm sure they employ thousands of people. It's a fair point. No, no, I understand why they qualified. I just don't understand why they filed for it. You know, if you're a billion dollar corporation already, you know, like. Are they, are they a billion? Yeah, for sure. The Lakers are worth way more than a billion dollars. I mean, the Clippers are 1.2 billion, so the Lakers are definitely worth more than the Clippers, you know. So, I mean, you know, whatever. A 4.6 million dollars buys like two Coca Colas at Staples Center, so it's not like it's that much money to the Lakers. But just, you know, I uh, yeah, people are just taking advantage of the systems all around. I think it, it is. I. I think there's a lot of people who obviously we all, we all need the help and, and uh, there's people who need it and I, I hope they get it. That's what it's there for. It's there for that. It's, it's yeah. a stop gap to help people get over these, these, uh, these rocky, rocky days. That's what it's there for. And I hope it's used wisely. Um, yeah. And unemployment is nothing to be ashamed of. Like we pay into unemployment with our taxes every week. So it's your money. You're just getting it back. Yeah, provided it hasn't been mismanaged, and and but I tr- I trust the the our leaders in Washington, uh, <laughs> the Congress is so good with spending. Yeah, they're uh, really good with money. We don't have anything to fear. <laughs> um, you guys want to hear a story out of uh, the Czech Republic? Yes. Oh, yeah, of course, Gary. Well, there is something to fear in the Czech Republic. If you are going to go to one of the nude beaches that the Czech Republic has, and there are apparently many, you better make sure that you're wearing your face covering because four (laughs) sunbathers were reprimanded while sunbathing nude on a nude beach that they did not have their face coverings on. I love it. They got the priorities. They got the priorities straight. If I don't have to have my balls covered, why do I have to have my face covered? (laughs) It doesn't matter, Sarah. The rules are the rules in Czechoslovakia. Don't forget, Czechoslovakia is like right next to Germany. There's a lot of, you know, these are the rules. You will obey the rules. (laughs) So there's a lot of that going on. 
beaches, by the way, beaches. It must be lake beaches because there's no ocean around Czechoslovakia. So there's <laughs> be lake beaches. So people are hanging out at the lake with their dongs out, but somebody doesn't like their face. But their dong, uh-huh. let the dong hang. Keep that yeah. on the that is that is quite the tan line. Like you don't have any tan lines on your body except <laughs> your face. <laughs> from here up, from, there's a distinct line right here. <laughs> your face is pasty and gross. Your body's <laughs> brown. Can you imagine seeing that? Like, oh god, that's just so great. I the love Czech, that. The Czechs make really, really good, strong beer. That's about it. <laughs> I think they also make good, strong choices on their nude beach rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, the irony in that. Oh, God. It's like all those protesters that are like, I want my freedom, but they're still wearing masks and like full suits and gloves. Eh, yeah. So funny. You guys want to do a couple of uh, listener questions before we get out of here? Yes, I do. I love it. All right. Uh, well, I'll give Nick Marringer a shout out. He asked about the uh, about Rogers becoming a Patriot, but I think we already covered that one. But uh, Ro- Rob Dodson Jr., what is Sarah's take on Man Ram wanting to play baseball in t- again in Taiwan? Oh, really? I didn't even know that Manny wanted to play baseball again in Taiwan. I didn't know that Taiwan had baseball. Oh, yeah, they oh, brought it back recently. Taiwan is the one that is actually playing right now, right? Yeah, and they're using uh, cutouts of fans in the stadium. <laughs> that's awesome, also, by the way. It's like the I mean, movie that's just... They did that yeah. in the nat- it was all, they're like They sprinkled, I think it was like one out of every five was a human. Everybody else was a cutout. That's so funny. They should do that in the court. Like when, when baseball comes back and we only can, you know, have to seat like six feet, six seats apart, they should have cutouts in the seats between us so we don't feel alone. Even creepier with a mannequin, mannequins with wigs and big glasses and mullets and really decorate them up, dress them up so they look crazy. That would be fun too. <laughs> Listen, if I, I always loved watching Manny play. I thought he was like, crazy and fun and and good for the sport because he was villainous and that's my whole theory all the time is that baseball is only fun if, if there are villains and uh and i think he'd be great in taiwan i think it'd be fun to play he's got to be the most interesting looking person in taiwan for sure <laughs> you know and it, maybe he can have his own manny wood in taiwan i i mean i i wish him nothing but the best how long has it been since he has been out of the league what like five years maybe easy right so like the fact that he thinks he can still play and come back i mean that's like mr baseball right that's like tom Selleck. that's like exactly. you know going back over there yeah. he's probably got a beard and a mustache now like imagine it's got to be like when david letterman retired i hope that's what manny ramirez looks like now his last mlb appearance was 2011 no way! That's nine years ago. Oh my God. He's forty-seven years old. Hell oh. yeah! Get after it. Get some. Get some. <laughs> I mean, we all are looking for work in the quarantine. So, <laughs> if I thought I could get back into baseball, you know, like put my dancing shoes back on, get back out there, you know. Heck yeah! Heck all yeah. right. I'm going. I'm thinking about going back to teaching karate again. So yeah. <laughs> back. 
I love that you taught karate before. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, it was. I kind of put on a hat and people donate. Right. The park mainly, but yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys want one more before we get out of here? Yeah. All right, Daniel SG. It says, I want to ask my question to Rob and team again. So I don't, I, I assume we missed this one, and I'm sorry for that, Daniel. That one's on me. Uh, during this quarantine, we're all guilty of ordering things online that we don't need. What is the craziest thing you have ever had delivered to you? That's such a great question. Oh my gosh, because it's 100% true. Oh my God. I can start if you guys want to think about it. Oh, I, I, I got it. I, I know mine. I know mine. Take it away. Uh, I ordered uh, uh, how to learn Spanish. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't think that the question is confined to, uh, to quarantine. He's just saying in general, what's the craziest thing you've ever had delivered to you? Well, during quarantine, I bought a span how to learn Spanish program. How's that going? It wasn't Rosetta Stone. It was something else. It was like a shortcut because I believe in the one, I take a magic pill and I learn Spanish. I'm such a lazy piece of shit. That is, I'm, I, that's like marketing to a four-year-old. I, of course I bought it. I'm such a fool, but uh, I actually like it a lot. I've been doing it in the mornings. It's kind of fun. Is that, uh, how's it going? Good. Uh, muy bien. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say there's <laughs> Not, he's like feeding you a pass yeah, to speak Spanish. And I wasn't taking the bait because I didn't know any Spanish. I had to think about it for a minute. <laughs> it seemed like you didn't know any English right then. <laughs> well, you know, every, if you learn Spanish, you forget English. So it's, it's kind of a one for one is what I understand. Oh, sure, 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 sure. That's why I don't want to learn too much Spanish. I got to be careful. I could be wrong on that, but that's what I, somebody told me that. So I believe it. Uh, Gary, I, I I don't really know what I ordered. What what did you order, Gary? Uh, well, I ordered. I wanted to order styrofoam cups. I I don't know why, but I wanted styrofoam <laughs> cups, and I I may have done it after paying my bill. And uh, what showed up was five feet tall and about thirty six inches on each side. I had inadvertently ordered like a from a restaurant supply amount of styrofoam cups, so uh, I just had to bring them into work and. We gave them out to anyone who wanted them. I, I mean, it must have been 3,000 cups. <laughs> that is amazing. Amazing. That's really pleasing. Spanish, yeah. lessons, Spanish lessons and styrofoam cups. And Sarah, you bought Chinese fighting sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we did buy that is like the most ridiculous purchase? I bought them. Oh, we bought some of those Normatec boots, those like uh, compression boots that like fill up with air and like therefore your circulation because we're not really exercising as much as we should. <laughs> so related to getting blood clots. Um, so yeah, I don't know. When we keep, yeah, I, I just keep buying um, too many tokens on backgammon. Like I'm like paying to play backgammon online. It's like the most obnoxious thing. That's that's actually fun. It's a good way to spend <laughs> some some time. You're not wrong on that one. 
Belgian I've been doing, That's my good. brain is so fried and I've been doing so many puzzles. Like I literally am like addicted to puzzles now. So they're fun. Yeah. You know, they, they do say like there, there's certain um, things that you can do puzzles, believe it or not, coloring books like, that, uh, that adults can do that is very um, freeing of your mind because your mind just kind of shuts down. You actually, it's very relaxing, it's very soothing. That's the word. Soothing. Very yeah. soothing. And like, I will be sitting there and I'll be so upset when I'm like, oh, I have to breastfeed the baby, you know? And I'm like holding him and I'm still looking at the puzzle and I'll see a piece and I'm like, I know where that goes. And then I like, I can't go get it. And it's, that's the only part that's not soothing. Well, that's, <laughs> that's okay. Pretty, you're doing fine then. I just stop feeding him and do my puzzle. All right. Well, we've got to come up with something. Uh, let's let's come up with a challenge for ourselves for this week so that of quarantine. Okay. And then when we see each other, we'll tell each other what we did. Oh, a challenge? I don't know. Something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> learn a sentence of Spanish. You want to do a challenge, but you have no idea what kind of challenge. I will, learn, I will learn a sentence in Spanish. Okay. I will as well. <laughs> I will not get a blood clot. <laughs> Perfect. Do it. I'm going to um, do 100 push-ups between now and next time I see you guys. Okay. 100 <laughs> in not seven days. You're going to space it out, right, over seven days? <laughs> yeah. That's you know, that's a lot. 100. Uh, Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks. It's good to see you. Good to talk to you. It's great to see everybody. Thank you for listening to Riggle's Picks. I'm Sarah Tiana. I'm Rob Riggle. And with us as always is Gary. <laughs> <laughs>